Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast that rocks weekly podcast talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. With me again this week is Go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. There we go. See, I finally got through it. I'm just going to edit it out. And like for the post of that on Spotify and all the other ones, you won't even know I said this. Thank you again for all tuning in, especially those that are listening live. I see a few of you all filtering into the chat room on the YouTube page. You can check this out on Speakers, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple, Google, and Spotify as well. I will have links to a lot of the stuff we discuss on this episode tomorrow when I post it on the main website and when the video is updated on YouTube as well. There is some unique things to go over, especially stuff that just broke yesterday and today. Um, it's very odd where I have to point out other journalists other creators, other writers of about about music in the sense of critique or just making think pieces. But this one, as soon as I saw it and I saw Rockfeed post about it and I saw Gretchen like send it my way, because this hits her closer to home than it does me, but I have a lot to say about it as well. I was <laughs> very curious where all the ire is coming from, but now I realize all the ire is directed at the person that wrote this article. Mm-hmm. On Stereogum.com, website that's been established for many, many years, covers many genres, news updates, anything you can imagine, there was an article posted yesterday about Shinedown. And for those who are unaware, Shinedown is on the verge of hitting the record, breaking the record, I should say, of getting the most number one singles on the Billboard Mainstream Rock chart ever. More than Van Halen, more than Godsmack or Three Days Grace, who are also way up there. Shinedown is about to get break that record if they get one more number one single on that chart. That's consider- considerably significant considering they have not been around as many of those other bands. They've not been around as long as Godsmack, obviously not as long as Van Halen, and many others. It's a big deal. That's a huge accomplishment. So, for whatever reason, the article on Stereo Gum that I have linked in the video description and is also going to be available like to check out like later on if you want by Chris Deville of Stereo Gum titled Are Shinedown America's Most Popular Rock Band. Now, on surface, that's not a bad title at all for an article. That actually is pretty well written and goes with that original topic of call talking about Shinedown and in making this feat and achieving what they are. However, it instantly, within the first sentence, becomes a targeted um, critical dumping on Shinedown and their fan base. And this is the first time I've seen that for Shinedown. Um, I'm going to go over some key points, and Gretchen's going to hop on this too, because, again, Gretchen, it, as much of a fan as I am of Shinedown, I would never say I'm the diehard Shinedown fan. That's Gretchen's wheelhouse. Yep. So, before I let Gretchen take the reins a little bit, I want to go out over some key things on this article. Again, this was shared out by Rockfeed and many other people. The article starts out by saying that this Chris DeVille had never heard of Shinedown, or at least any type of Shinedown song, before sitting down to write this article. Quote, At least I'd never heard a Shinedown song before sitting down to write this article. Have I heard hella Shinedown songs now? Yeah. So he had never heard a whole Shinedown song since now. Since this article was being written. And I'll say... Oh, let's give I'll even be the benefit of the doubt, say a week ago, since from a week ago, he had never heard a full Shinedown song. So this is when Chris DeVille, he or she, I don't know if it's a man or a woman, to be honest, um, sat down and started writing. And that's when he started listening to Kick Caught Up on all the Shinedown stuff. 
And that's where it derails. At first, he starts railing on Jacksonville, Florida, where the band is from, where most of the band is from, calling mm-hmm. Jacksonville the heart of red state Republican people, home of the good old boys, Leonard Skinnerd, and the Republican National Convention. First of all, that's not Jacksonville at all. First, Jacksonville is not like Florida has its big sections of deep red um, southern Alabama style Florida. That is not Jacksonville. Jacksonville, Gretchen has been to Jacksonville now last year. Even she can mm-hmm. attest to that. It's an actual really big city. The mm-hmm. Republican National Commission was just moved there this year after the previous city didn't want to have it anymore. And now that's a big mess. Um, yeah, Jacksonville is actually more well off and huge. And it's also not this sweet home Alabama style that he's painting it. But that's besides the point. So that's how the article, the second paragraph of the article starts off. So he's calling, ripping apart Jacksonville, calling it Bumpkin Town. Um, then he says pretty much that all Shinedown songs are a formula. And his quote on the third paragraph, their formula is decidedly not broke and they are definitely not fixing it. So if that's how you feel, that's one thing. But this is where this article really just derails because uh, this man then contradicts himself by listing off a ton of songs where he says, are they adjusted their formula and they adjusted their sound? Literally, the only thing separating these two sentences is an ad. A square ad on stereo gum. It's just, it's an shockingly all over the place, scattered brained, hate, slanderous hate speech on Shinedown for a band that I'm really not sure where this much ire is going from, especially from someone who says they just started listening to them a week ago. Yeah. Of all the bands, this is the one you're going to take your shots at? So he's comparing this music to other stuff. Like he's comparing it to, he's comparing Shinedown to Train's version of Fuel, to Nickelback and Maroon, Maroon 5. And I'm thinking, sitting there, Gretchen and I were talking about this, and I said to her, is he just listing off bands that he's trying to com- make comparisons to make them sound better? And it goes on and on. Like he, then he starts really listing off stuff saying it's just butt rock he talks about how he the music was never aimed at him because he lived in ohio which is also not sensical he then said shinedown's music is directly made for midwest uh red state military boys so he's saying shinedown music is targeted the same way five finger death punch music is which also i don't see at all he starts like making accusations of what songs are really about and how fans don't know what they're listening to and I'll quote it with this, and then I'll give the time over to Gretchen. At the very end of the article, this think piece about Shinedown and how bad the music is, here's the quote. On the other hand, this stuff sucks so bad. And he like, actually typed out S-O-O-O-O-B-A-A-A-A-D. Doesn't it? And I italicized it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How can there be so many people whose gut reaction to this band is to smash that play button one more time? It makes me want to perish or puke or at least plug my ears. As someone who's desires to know as much as possible about a broad spectrum of popular music, I'm glad to have gained a Shinedown education, but I think I'll crawl back into my filter bubble now. So, he, earlier in this also, he's calling all of Shinedown's fans like Red Stake military brats, just want the pump-pump anthems. He's saying he doesn't understand people who like it, and it's very confusing. So 
two things. One, Gretchen, I'll let you take the reins on what you think about this right now. And then two, we'll go over the band's response. So, Gretchen, what do you think of Stereo Gum's response being an English major, also thinking about how this article is written? I mean, it's it's not a good article. Like, putting my bias aside for Shinedown, Shinedown and Ghost are by far my absolute favorite bands ever. So neither one of them can do any wrong um, musically. Um, so putting my bias aside, this article is just so poorly written. Like, it's all over the place. It makes absolutely zero sense. Like, And it doesn't even fit with the, the article title. So... Uh, you know, I think that's I, what bothered I, that's what bothered me too because like this article was poised and positioned mm-hmm. to talk about how Shinedown is about to make this big achievement of getting the most number one rock songs on the ch- on a chart that's been around since 1980. That lasts for about two sentences on this article, just of a man yeah. beside himself trying to understand how so many people can love Shinedown and how all these songs people like. It's it's all over the place, and it was just like for a. It just feels like a hate speech on a band. This man admits to not listening to for like since two weeks ago and on the band, on the fans, about songs, about Jacksonville, where they're from. So in two weeks, this man just became just drunk with hatred towards Shinedown. And I'm not sure. I'm still not sure where the hatred comes from. If the music's not for him. Okay. But he even points out that he contradicts himself too, just saying mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah, and he keeps contradicting himself in that also, just with saying, "Oh, it's a formula, and they're not going to fix it." But to be fair, they have tabled with their formula before. Which is it, genius? Yeah. <laughs> my my junior high teacher would have said, "Given that paper an F if you want to try that." Mm-hmm. So well, and it's just and it's so unprofessional. Um, like the whole thing just kind of vibes as unprofessional, but that last paragraph, yeah, it, it gets is it, incredibly it gets unprofessional. It gets to the point of like a blog post, like blog comments mm-hmm. at that point. And hey, you know what? People that have followed my channel, you know, I have railed on bands I've thought of before that I can't stand. I've questioned why fans like something, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I can explain why I think that and make a better case yeah. than whatever this is. People know yeah. I am not a Kid Rock fan, both for his views. Music, ripping people off, things like that. But I also point out Kid Rock targets a certain audience and tricks them. He's a mis- mm-hmm. he's a he was a wealthy child in Michigan, not even in Detroit, pretending to grab Southern roots and wave the Confederate flag. You know, and so that's the type of stuff where I get confused. Here, on the mm-hmm. other hand, he's just calling out people who he thinks listens to Shine Down, and goes from there. And it's. He says he's glad he has a Shinedown education. I'm not sure he does. and uh, He clearly doesn't. And like someone, okay, someone just said, this writer is definitely a music snob on the YouTube chat yeah. right now. And okay, even if he's a music snob, that still doesn't, he still does not make any point come across coherent or actually have a solid defense on this. Mm-hmm. I, ju- I just, I don't know. And then, I don't know, it's just very... I guess the the ending just gets me like, okay, we could have we could have argued that at least he put forth an effort in this arg in this article. Yes, but then all of a sudden it's like the spelling out sucks with like four U's and the so with God knows how many O's and then bad the same way, 
And then to say something like, it makes me want to perish, puke, or plug my ears. Like, really? Did it affect you? Did it affect you that much? And how do you go from perish to puke? And this is where, like, those- yeah, I know. <laughs> but I get that too. Again, that last paragraph really is like a, um, like a mid 2000s, early 2000s black forum mm-hmm. post, you know? It's just yeah. nothing. But here's the thing also, and I stand by this. He's never heard a Shinedown song before two weeks ago. I call shenanigans. This band was soundtr- on soundtracks. They did theme mm-hmm. songs for Monday Night Raw and many, many ESPN sports games for NBA and NHL. They were like they had like the main theme song for one of the NHL video games. So there's three different fields right there where Shinedown music was heavily played. Sports, mm-hmm. video games, television. And so you're saying yeah. you've never heard a full Shinedown song? I doubt, there's no way. That right there has to be a fallacy. One even second chance back in 2009, and he does bring this up, made, like, I can remember hearing it on Sirius XM, Hits 1. So for it to make its way to the Hits 1 channel, mixed in with all the pop and just everything else, like, you can't tell me that you've never heard that song. Good point. Again, they were played on, they had pop hits too. They were played on pop stations every now and then when they had like Second Chance and stuff mm-hmm. like that blasted. Even the song 45, the breakout song way back in the mid 2000s, that got good yeah. attention. They got, they played that song on Conan and on like mm-hmm. Letterman and stuff like that. Shinedown's played on all the TV programs, the late night shows that have bands. So. Again, they were played at the beginning of one of the Final Destination movies, the worst Final Destination movie. Okay, so there's another movie they were in their songs, though, and it keeps Wait, happening. Uh, someone just said that in the chat. But yeah, I know for a fact they've, been, they've had their music in many soundtrack movie, movies. For, soundtracks for movies. Wow, I'm stuttering over my words. But yeah, this article was just very poorly, like, poorly written and has gotten almost instant backlash across the board, both from Shinedown fans and just like... People who aren't like don't have a horse to ride on this one, like saying, I don't really care for mm-hmm. Shinedown, but people are saying, this is really does not make any sense at all. So, Gretchen a few hours ago saw that Brent Smith reacted on IGTV, on Instagram to mm-hmm. this article. And, Gretchen, this is where I'll let you take the floor to describe what Mr. Smith said, because I did not, I only saw that he posted it. I have not heard a second of it yet, but I will link to it later on. Well, I mean, it's it's about a six and a half minute video on IGTV. That's long. On the on the actual Shinedown yes. page, not on Brent Smith's personal one. Um, but basically, just to to condense it down, he's saying that you know over the years that they've been a band, they've never really responded to anything negative that comes around because, as he says, for every one negative piece, they're usually you know, a plethora of positive ones. And they've never really responded before because they, as in the band members, can all stick up for themselves. They all have a voice. They can stick up for whenever, you know, a writer um, has written something negatively. However, the thing that he took issue with was the fact that this writer, if you can honestly call him that, um attack the fans uh, sitting there saying um that one line um da, 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 da. how can there be so many people whose gut reaction to this band is to smash that play button one more time yeah um and so he's attacking the fans and so brent's um issue with this article is the fact that the fans or the audience of shinedown cannot stick up for themselves like the band members can 
Like we can go on social media and be like, oh my God, I can't believe that he would say this about us, the fans, blah, blah, blah. But because we don't really have the platform to put, you know, we don't have the following, we don't have the platform, it's going to get lost. So that's where Brent had issue um, with the fact that they were going after um, the fans of Shine Down and um, that, that his his the takeaway from the video was that he wants to have a sit down with Mr. DeVille um, and be like, yo, let's talk this out because you're not going to come after our fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's good that he poised it that way too. Um, Chris Kale from Five Finger Death Punch was the first to respond to this said, I stand with everyone in Shinedown and fans of rock and roll mm-hmm. around the world. Well put and eloquently spoken, my friend, looking forward to seeing all of you again on stage soon. So mm-hmm. he, Bad Flowers, Josh, the singer, love this. You have many big musicians all responding. He's like, yes, well said. There you go. It's just so weird. Again, all the weird things this guy from Stereo Gum is calling out. He, like, misrepresented Jacksonville, which you can tell he knew nothing about Jacksonville, Florida, until he started looking it up for this article. And he just looked mm-hmm. at what, like, the key features were recently. Yeah, yeah. it's obviously it's going to be the Republican convention. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that just came there. Um, Jax is actually pretty, like, hardly split down the middle, like the rest of Florida, believe it or not. That's why it's always yeah. a battleground state. Um, like, to call it, like, Southern Alabama. I get there are parts of Florida like that, like in the panhandle and stuff, but that's mm-hmm. not Jacksonville, not even close. So, right, man, like, I'm not a fan of Jacksonville. People know I lived there for about five years so, like, I've not <laughs> hidden my problems with Florida or Jax. This was a poor representation of Jax. That was ridiculous. And it does, yeah. and it sounds like they were just ragging on Jacksonville just because it was associated with Shinedown. They're, like, just trying to pick off any low-hanging fruit they could to add on to the dog pile for talking bad about Shinedown, which still doesn't add much weight because the guy just only started listening to, like, some of the singles and the biggest hits over the last two weeks. Right. Just... I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's. I mean, I'm, I linked it in the chat. I'm gonna link it to it in the description for the video. I'll put it on GetRock.net. His actual video response, which is six minutes long, so there's a lot to be said. Mm-hmm. Someone in the chat saying that Kids Bop covered a Shine Down song. Apparently. Oh. So you you know that you're big. Yeah, you know what? Kids Bop. Yes, that is true. Kids Bop does not cover every little thing. Like they call, mm-hmm. they only go for the big ones that people actually know. Yep. I'm curious. Oh, 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 okay. Be like these like 12 year olds saying sometimes goodbye is a second chance. Be like, you don't know anything yet. Be quiet. I get, oh, Gretchen, that is the song they covered. Kids Bop, second chance. Well, I mean, what else would it have been? I don't, I don't know. Maybe something. That's their big, that's their big one. Okay, not 45. They would not cover that. Uh, So... (laughs) But yeah, I get it. Yeah, so you know what? I think I've given... Whatever your thoughts on Shinedown are, you can leave them in the comments. Do you agree with this Stereogum article? And don't... I won't even say Stereogum, everything on Stereogum. It's just like this guy's writing. No, that's not true at all. Not at all. I'd be interested to to see what other things he's written before and yeah. just see if that he's ragged on other bands. Well, I'm like, um, yeah, like it has his name at the top. So I'm sure you can look, click on his like name click it or something. Yeah. yeah. Maroon Fa- Yeah, he does. You just do that. Al- he does album reviews. He does this week in pop. He does Beyonce, big boy and sleepy Brown, the flaming lips. So he covers a lot of stuff too, but it's just, 
He's a daily writer. He writes here. He has a lot of articles. He is established. So say what you want about that. Yeah. So he does. Yeah. His Twitter is tied to it too. Chris DeVille. So moving on, we'll talk about some more positive things. Lots and lots. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say real fast. If you go to his Twitter, he shared his article yesterday Mm -hmm. and his like little caption that he put along with it. Um, he said, first I learned that Shinedown, a band I had never listened to in my life, are closing in on Tom Petty's record for most mainstream rock top 10 hits. Then I learned that Shinedown so yep. So he, like, he uh, orchestrated this tweet to talk poorly about it, too. Oh, man. Oh, and Zach responded. Good. What did Zach say? <clears throat> he said... Haha, I love that your miserable ass had to sit down and write an article about a band doing more than one-fourth of what you'll do in life. Then in five minutes, ask people to help you save your garbage blog. Effin' dweeb. Ho, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Uh, Sorry, I just had to bring that up because I had just uh, discovered that he's got a Twitter. Yeah, again. If you, whether you like Shinedown's music or not, that's your own business. But this article is very oddly written and oddly aimed. Mm-hmm. So, um, someone just said in the chat, didn't Three Days Grace have the most number ones? They were tied with Shinedown for a long time. Shinedown passed them up by one. And then Godsmack mm-hmm. got a few number ones in a row. That's why Godsmack passed them up too. So, I think if I'm correct, Three Days Grace is now either tied with Van Halen or one behind Van Halen, one or the other. But they're still in the top five for most number one songs ever on the rock chart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, radio loves them some Three Days Grace. So, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to some more positive news. There's a lot mm-hmm. of new music coming this summer, and I know that's going to be weird to think about because like so many albums have been pushed back. Artists and bands aren't touring anymore, and they're saying they're writing stuff, but we don't know dates. Well, all the albums that got pushed back have hard dates now, and we actually heard many bands actually finished their albums, and they have hard dates for those two that said they would deliver. So we're going to go through a little of those right now, but the first one is a big surprise that was just announced yesterday. Mike Shinoda of Linkin Park is going to drop his second solo album, Dropping Frames, next week, and this will be... Wow. Partly instrumental, partly hip hop, a whole lot of like mixing. I'll, some several songs are online right now. I'll link to one of them in the notes. Like this is very well done stuff. Like you can follow his Twitch because like he was like going through the process of recording everything and working on the music while on his Twitch, Twitch streams that he does almost every day or something like that. So he's very interactive on Twitch with Mike Shinoda. So that's one cool thing. If you're looking for that Linkin Park itch for the hip hop style and for the mixing style, that'd be something to check out. That's mm. that is a nice surprise if I do yeah. say so myself. So, moving on, there were other albums that have been announced and have hard dates and we know these albums are finished and so we don't have to worry about them rewriting stuff or pushing things back. They're all set. The first one, which does um ha- does have a date is Seether's upcoming album. Their first since 2017. It's a big Roman name. I can't even remember the name of it. So if you want peace, prepare for war is pretty much how it translates out to. And that will be coming out in August of this year. So if you want to check that out, I'll post the new single for that as well. So that's a big one coming out from that. See, there's a weird one because for so much of Seether's discography, after uh, Disclaimer and Disclaimer 2, I just could not care. I just thought it was the same stuff. But then in 2017, when Poison the Parish came out... 
it was this really long album with many tracks and they had their standard Seether Fair on there, but they also stepped it up and did a lot of different stuff. And you could tell they put in way more effort and they turned it around. It was fine. And other people are saying this new Seether song is pretty solid too. So Siva Possum Parabellum, I know I'm mispronouncing that probably. Um, It'll be released in August of this year. So you can check that out as well. So other new albums coming out. We have the new Avatar album. Hunter Gatherer, which will be released the first week of August. That's already finished, completed, sent off to media outlets and stuff like that. Um, just for like a little peek behind the window, I was sent it. I haven't had much time with it. I've only had one playthrough. I enjoy it, though. So you get something good out of that, too, if you're an Avatar fan. Which is fun. For all you pop punk fans, <laughs> Neck Deep has a new album coming out at the end of this month. So if you're looking for that warp Tour itch, Neck Deep is probably your music. That'll probably be something for you. Um, We also have gotten word both from Lizzie Hale and Joe Smith saying that the work, heavy work, for the new Godsmack, uh, Godsmack, Hailstorm album has (laughs) coming. I have Godsmack written down too because they're next. The new Hailstorm album is being written out. Joe Storm said that they're actually working on stuff that's a little bit different than they're used to. And Lizzie said it might be a double album. Wow. So they are putting in the work. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So you know what? I'm totally for that. I've converted many people to Hailstorm after telling them, once you see them live, you'll understand. Oh, yeah. And I, I still stand by that. So I do want to hear what they have to do after their previous album. Godsmack, mm-hmm. Sully Ernest said they are in full writing mode now. They are planning on their follow-up to their previous album, When Legends Rise, which is now, I finally believe, being shelved now that their latest single is starting to fall down the charts. Womp. I know it, it finally happened. So, and oh, the mighty have fallen. Yes, exactly. And one final thing, I do not have a hard date on this, but I do know for a fact it's finished. Corey Taylor's solo album will be coming. It's all finished. He's just waiting for like they're just waiting for an actual release date. Um, if you know Corey Taylor, you know to be you can expect surprises. So just be ready for that. I don't know what to expect and tell everyone else besides that. Other than stay tuned to Corey Taylor's like socials and just be prepared because you know he's going to have some fun stuff on that one. So there's a lot of different mm-hmm. stuff coming out. And that's just scratching the surface too. There's other albums that are coming out for sure that I just keep forgetting about. For the heavier side, Black Crown Initiate, Slaves, mm-hmm. new album. They're not going to be called Slaves anymore. They are changing their name due to all the um, different situations mm-hmm. of political unrest going on for Black Lives Matter's movement. Slaves will be changing their name. They have a new album coming out as well called Two Better Days. They'll be, if I'm correct, that's in August, beginning of August, and they will be have a name change supposedly before the album comes out too so Mm -hmm. they got stuff coming so there's still a lot more projects all along the ranks and they're just coming in a few weeks now so it's been a rough wait for no new music from a lot of bands and many albums being pushed back like weezer's new latest album van weezer was pushed back indefinitely a day to remember still has nothing (laughs) <laughs> so we, I don't. The fact that Corey Taylor can sit down and write a full album. The fact that Avatar, just after their busy time making their own self mm-hmm. like fan funded movie for their last album, and can get back to work and make on a new album this summer. Seether, Neck Deep, Godsmack, and Hailstormer writing. A day to remember still can't deliver the album they promised would be back in November of 2019. I mean, it's gonna be a full year before we get something. It's already been seven months. Yep. 
Yeah, because they were like, at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. The last update so, they, last, the last update that Data Remember gave, they said they don't even have album artwork yet. What were you gonna what were you gonna push back in November? What happened? Just a blank screen. I guess. Uh so you know <laughs> what? Solid color. Regardless, there's a ton of new stuff coming. So I'm very happy about that. I'm very someone just said I have no faith in that A Day to Remember album from Fatal Envy. You know, it'll happen. No, it will come. I do expect it to happen. Will it be good? Uh... Well, and that that's what makes me wonder, because Remember, like, what was it? A week or two before it was supposed to drop? They made the announcement. So, like, did they scrap the entire album? Or were they just really not finished? I think part, like, that I'm not sure of. I know they said the album, like, that they were going to release was not up to their standards and not what they wanted to put out. And Fuel by Ramen said that's fine. So, it's hard to say because they already released a few songs. You can't take those back now. So... It'll be interesting to see that. I'm not really sure what to expect, though. Yeah. We might be pleasantly surprised. You know what? Who knows? But uh, from what we've heard so yeah. far, the singles are okay. The, most of them are okay. But at the same time, it does. It feels like a day to remember really are just like treading water and not really sure where to swim ashore at this point for that new album. They don't even know what to do. And that kind of sucks. So Yeah. I did like Mind Reader, though. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I don't think... I like that one. Yeah, see, at least I get that, too. So, um, mm-hmm. moving on to more of the festival news. That one festival remaining in the United States, which might be the last <sighs> rock or metal festival in the in the world for 2020 that we know of, besides <laughs> that one local one that's called, like, Herd Immunity Fest in the Midwest that's probably not going to happen. It might get shut down. Aftershock, mm-hmm. a festival in 2020, which was going to be headlined by Metallica and My Chemical Romance, is still up in the air. And DWP and Aftershock both made a post saying that like, in two weeks they will make an announcement one way or another. They're just still trying to anchor everything down. And the significance of bite behind this, of what they posted this morning, just that little thing saying that they will have an announcement in two weeks. Yesterday, in the state of California, and specifically in Sacramento, the capital of California, everything's shutting down again. The phase, the re, the phase reopenings, they're shutting down because California's a different issue. So many people in California just refuse to be, just refuse to wear masks and they wanted to be, they felt too entitled to wear them because they just felt like they were being oppressed. In mm-hmm. uh, states like Texas and Arizona, they saw it as a political statement if you wear a mask. Arizona is in serious trouble. They're post. They have made announcements saying they're postponing school reopenings this year, and they're going back oh, into wow. hard shutdown. Texas has banned the sale of alcohol at bars and restaurants. Florida, the, Florida has done the same thing. I think you have to go like actual to an alcohol liquor store if you want to buy something. Um, so Florida, different cities. It's county by county in Florida, but you there. There's actual mandatory mask laws now, depending on where you live in Florida. Because the governor refuses to push anything too hard. So uh, it's really, really becoming a nightmare for some of those states. The reason I go on that tangent, that's going to have an effect on if that last final festival in 2020 actually happens. If people get to see Metallica and My Chemical Romance return. So as of now, 
not looking great. And I don't say that out of um, an organizational event from DWP and the people putting it on. I say that as a state of emergency in California and just the current situation with COVID-19 and how it's affecting people because cases are still going up extremely high day by day. And I just don't see it getting better anytime soon. So a big sigh. We are going to find out one way or another. And there's no nice way to really say any of this. Like, it's hard to get your hopes up about it now. I'd rather be safe than sorry. I just, I'd rather see all these bands come back strong and make 2021 amazing where every band wants to tour. Every concert venue has something. Even like the places that don't get that many concerts and cities that sometimes get overlooked, they'll get concerts now because everyone will just be so ready to tour again. Yeah, uh, JT says mandatory face mask in Corpus Christi, Texas, and we have a beach curfew. Yeah, I know the beach curfews are a big thing in a lot of states too. So it's not going to stop. It's going to keep going. Like everyone was saying, well, in the summer when it's hotter outside, the disease will get co- like start to be killed off. Not if everyone's not wearing a mask and going inside Target and shopping nonstop and screaming at each other. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it's spreading right now. The protesters who went outside and were protesting for all night long for two weeks straight, those cities that had the biggest ones, Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, they're not as bad because it was in open air and people had masks on. So it all is, it's an all or nothing effect. We all have to do our part. Wear a mask if you want to have concerts, if you want to things, see things get back to normal. So mm-hmm. everyone, knows the, everyone, everyone knows the speech now, but people just don't want to do it because they see it as a political thing. I mean, there's that meme picture going around of a man asleep on an airplane with a Donald, the Make America Great Again hat and his face mask pulled over his eyes while he sleeps instead of his mouth on the flight. <laughs> So you're not going to change anyone's mind. It's not about actually making sure people aren't sick or making sure this pandemic goes away. It's about being right. It's about proving you can survive it without listening to the other political party's stance. That's all it is. So uh, it is what it is. So as we move on, we will now go through the Billboard's mainstream top three of the week. So there are some changes. Like I said, Godsmack's starting to fall down. And since that long-standing number one, there's more changes up and down, even since last week. So at number three on Billboard's mainstream top 10 songs of the week, number three is Anti-Socialist by Asking Alexandria, one of the many uh, new style songs from Asking Alexandria. Song has a good soaring chorus, and that's about it. It's very disjointed and awkward. That's just me. I made the review of the album. I was not a fan. Um, other people were not a fan. Um, some of the other people that we walk like that associate with rocks aren't fans either, but you know what? I still like asking Alexandria, just not the song at number, at number two, which fell from number one. So it was already number one for a week at number two this week is sober from bad wolves. So they're still riding pretty high right now. Mm-hmm. And at number one, making another number one song for this band, five finger death punch with a little bit off. So again, if it's going to be a five figure death punch song at number one, mm-hmm. I I'm fine with this one. I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. This one's not. This one's harmless. Was it number one last week? I don't remember. It was not last week. So this is the first week okay. that it's at number one. Okay. 
So I knew it was on the chart last week, but yep. I couldn't remember. And there are many other songs coming up. Like there's a lot more movement now in the top ten, so which is actually really nice to see. There's actually things falling and rising again. When a big song like God, like when Godsmack, one of the radio darlings for Billboard, Godsmack, Three Days Grace, and Shine Down, when they all just demand that number one spot, nothing else really changes that much. So when one of those things falls, other songs rotate a lot faster. So. You know what? Um, it's cool to see some new songs, some other people get a little more notice and recognition. Uh, wow, my wording is so bad this week. I feel embarrassed. Um, the ordering and just getting a recognition for different songs and bands from different people on Billboard is nice, and that's actually cool to see. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I think that's really all the biggest news that's happened outside of Sammy Hagar, Rock Legacy. Hall of Fame worthy career acting like an idiot saying that, you know, it's worth it to die to make sure the economy's saved. And so my my response is, okay, you first, Sammy. Be like, offer yourself up there, bucko. Uh, Yeah, someone said Luke cannot words. That is correct. I cannot words. So I was about to say, oh, it's a Monday. No, it's not. not. No, it's not. I can't daze. So hopefully there are other good things happening, though, for everyone else out there. I know a lot of bands that we're going to see surprises from. They're going to start coming sooner than later now. They're gonna, we're going to start seeing new albums come out as surprises because everyone's locked in at home. Bands aren't touring. They're trying to figure out they, this is their final time to plan ahead and actually mm-hmm. work on those long projects, get together and just record together, do cool stuff. And we're seeing the proof of that now. Corey Taylor has his first solo album coming out now, finally. And he's been planning that for years. Woo. I mean, you see all this other stuff. Seether, Avatar. I mean, we got their confirmed albums. We have other big stuff coming. Things for music will get better. That's the one benefit. The world of 2020 and everything going on right now. Movies, television, other forms of entertainment, they have to take a back seat. They have to stop. They can't keep moving on movie sets and TV sets and things like that. They actually have to stop production. Music can actually be recorded at home and actually produced in home studios now and then posted online and sent to labels online and actually be pushed out that way. So that's the one cool thing about music. Mm-hmm. Other than that, hopefully everyone else is doing okay. Hope else, everyone else is having a good week. So if you're interested in what's going to come up on the, cha- on the main channel for Rocked, I have another list coming up, 10 songs that the bands or artists hate. So if you think of it this way, it's 10 bands or artists who hate their own music. So when I talked about R.E.M. hating shiny, happy people, that's an example of that. And there's going to be just different situations and occurrences where bands got famous for a song or they have a big famous song in their discography, and that band or an artist in that band hates that song, despises it. So <laughs> there are some interesting stories in some of these. Um, to give a little bit of a spoiler, spoiler, one of the entries is Radiohead's Creep, which really was a banner anthem of that alternative 90s scene. That was one of the biggest songs of that, of that decade. And Creep, um, according to Tom York, Creep equals crap. So that that's his actual Man. words. That's his actual words. So he legitimately despises the song. 
And there's so many other examples of this too. So that list will be out hopefully within the next week. I'd like to get it out by Sunday at the latest. So stay tuned for that. Gretchen just posted a few videos on her channel. She's talking about some of her favorite things from this past month. If you're into the beauty side of things, that whole YouTube beauty scene on YouTube, um, stay away, stay away from that, (laughs) but check out Gretchen's channel. If you actually just want the beauty side of things without the drama, if that's a good way to describe it. So I think that's really about it. Again, thank you guys for tuning in. Sorry about it for all the stammering. That's just a lot of stuff going on right now. I really appreciate everything going on. I really appreciate all you guys tuning in live. Thank you again for listening wherever you are, whether that's on Spotify or on YouTube or wherever. Please subscribe to the main channel. Keep up the listening. Keep sharing the links. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. All my socials are in the description. It's at RockedNet on Facebook and Twitter as well. And I'll leave this time to Gretchen. Gretchen, do you have any words of wisdom that you would like to share for this week? I mean, it's going to be the same thing until okay, we're out I'll, of this. Okay, mess. I'll stop asking. Okay. So <laughs> thank you guys again. I appreciate everyone tuning in, and we will see you all next week. Leave comments and let me know if there's any st- – leave comments on this video on YouTube if there are any stories you want me to cover next week, and we will see you again next time. Thanks again, everybody. <laughs>